Hey, this is Armand from Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. And I'm here to talk to you about the best podcast distribution platform called Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain further. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on all listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. We've been using it for three seasons now. So what are you waiting for? Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Get your potting in. Live from Bedroom Studios, it is Stay Busy with Armand Sadler. Gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with Armand Sadler, where we have responsible discussions on the music business and the music culture. And when we are fortunate, which we have been 2022, off to a great start, we bring in some incredible guests like we have for you today. I am Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy. I am at Armand Sadler on Instagram, not at Sadler Armand, not, not at double underscore Armand Sadler. There's been some people impersonating me this week. I want to thank all the people who were kind about it and said, yo, you're like a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. I'm like G-List. But the people who were trying to dunk on me saying, why does your fake page have more followers than your real page? Obviously, if you were impersonating someone, you were going to make it look realistic by buying followers to have a lot of followers. So all you have people out there trying to make light of the situation when someone is trying to be me. I Yeah. Anyways, Nick, how you, how you feeling? I'm doing good. I thankfully don't have people impersonating me. So that's not yet. In my week. Yes. Not yet. <laughs> not yet. Loading, loading. We'll be swift to get them and report them. Get them blocked. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's up, y'all? Nick Early, executive producer and co-host and stay busy. I am very, very excited for today. We got a lot going on. Um, yeah, man. Just just trying to i like zoom sometimes you know it's nice yeah 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 yeah. we get we get to bring in guests we just do stay busy nationwide you feel me exactly that's that's the thing Exactly. So we want to thank uh, our guest, actually, who came from L.A. Uh, last week Last week to join us, Rose Kransvik. We had an amazing conversation with him, a very great Twitter space as we put out uh, the artists that y'all should be checking out this weekend. So make sure you tap in to all the content over there at the Brown Bag Podcast. They just hit a million views. So clap it up for them. Shout out to them, all that. Um, be sure to tap into Busy Sessions, episode two, featuring Eric Penn. We put out the full performance of Sinking Sand this past weekend. People are really loving it. The man has an incredible voice. And just know he will be talking touching our stage the next time we have an event so you do not want to miss it when he does of course we got to shout out our guy vp of everything kieran hurley the man that you cannot see but you can feel holding it down and anchor our distribution platform if you do not know anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms and you get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership now we're getting into the main event we have an incredible guest here so let, let us tell you about this guest Co-founder of God Mode, a Grammy-nominated artist development company whose label and management clients include artists like Channel Trace, JPEG Mafia, and Yeji, Yaji, Yaji, 
Yaji. 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 Thank it. you. Thank you. Thank you. I always mess up at least one pronunciation per episode, but <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm, I'm not perfect. God knows. It's a tower fun. Our guest is a, was a senior AR at Capitol, where she worked with artists such as Katy Perry, Sam Smith, and Beck. Prior to Capitol, our guest worked at WME, booking acts like Britney Spears. Hit me, baby. One more time. Grace Jones, as well as at Mick Management, where she worked with John Mayer and Sarah McLaughlin. This is none other. Natalia Alitzer. Talia, how you feeling? Welcome to the show. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. Of course, it is a pleasure. Thank you. Stay busy nationwide. Like Nick said, we do this so we can connect with people who are elsewhere in the world. We can't get them in studio, but we make sure that we have a great conversation for you all. And we got some great stuff happening. So thank you again for giving us your time, your energy, and your presence. Yeah, man. Thank I'm happy to be here. Wonderful, wonderful. So let's hear, let's hear how, how you feel about certain things. So uh, shout out to listeners tapping back in for season three as well. Whether you like juices or smoothies, documentaries or movies, crinkle cut or waffle fries, key lime or apple pie. So juices or, or smoothies. You, are you a green juice person or a green smoothie person or any other smoothies? I mean, I got to say, I, I know I live in L.A., but, like, I kind of don't fuck with the green smoothies. Sorry, can I curse on here? <laughs> yes, please. Okay. Do your thing. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really here for that. If I'm having a smoothie, I, like, I want a, I want a real smoothie, you know? Mm. Same with the juice, you know? But, no, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I guess if I had to choose between juice, juice and smoothie, I'd probably choose juice. Okay. Okay. What juice. What kind of juice? I don't know, like, a, I love, like, a fresh squeeze OJ or, yes. like, a, you know, something in, in that lane. So mm-hmm. there, there's a juice place up the street from us here in L.A. that's, like, $15 a juice or something like that. <laughs> that's, like, but they make a nice juice, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Now, are you a documentary person or you just you just sit back, watch a nice comedy, romantic comedy, horror movie? Like, well, what's your vibe for the cinema? Um... I like document. I got it. It depends what I'm in the mood for. I like documentaries. I like to learn, you know, it's a good way to learn about different stuff. Um, but you know, I also love like a, I, I was rewatching the other night girls trip, which I hadn't seen in a long time. <laughs> it's been a minute classic. And you know, I, I love, you know, it's a, it's dumb, but it's, you know, it's kind of what you need sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nothing like a good, funny, dumb movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to watch like, you know, Jada peeing on some people, uh, you know, <laughs> in New Orleans or something. <laughs> Nick, uh, how about you? Documentaries or movies? I'm typically movie. I'm a movie guy mostly. Yeah. Oh I yeah, like of dogs. course. I, I love. You know, I watch movies. I be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> but docs, um, I like music docs the most. Really, mm. I love like watching like the behind the scenes. Like I love Unsung, that series that's on. Um, mm. Is that is that TV One? It's like it shows, you know, just different. St- I like knowing the stories about how people came to be, um, you know, the, the moguls that they were or the stars that they were. I love yeah. hearing about that. that comes awesome. Out. Of course, of course. Now, this one might be contentious. It might get a little spicy here. Crinkle cut fries or waffle fries? That is tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> the the hard-hitting questions from the gate, Talia. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I don't, my issue with crinkle cut fries is that sometimes they're not, crispy enough mm-hmm. yeah so like if they're crispy enough then oh. i'm with it but if not then i, I guess i'm saying waffle mm. who makes a good crinkle cut fry to you i don't know i was just trying to think that like right. i don't mm-hmm. like i feel like it's been a minute for me mm. the only people i can think of that does like 
crinkle cut fries like regularly is um shake shack that's the only place i can think oh of yeah yeah and they're like fries. thicker there too i feel like see i feel like their fries are not crispy enough yeah, yeah. rider fries they're from the walmart <laughs> freezer section there's nothing special about yeah. shake shack fries yeah like, really quickly, while we're on the topic i'm a waffle fry person oh. while we're on the topic thoughts over or under in and out overrated or underrated i think i mean i think it's ra- i think it's properly rated mm. i'll okay. say that that's fair i think because here's what i'll say i'm not like i don't eat a lot of fast food but okay. if i do that's what i'm gonna eat because mm. at least it's like you know that you're not eating like I mean, I love Taco Bell. Don't get me wrong, right. but like Taco Bell is like they're putting like powder and turning it into beans. Like that's not even food. Exactly. So it's like in and out. At least you're like, oh, this is like an actual burger. This is like actual vegetable. Like you're kind of getting, you're getting the thing. It's the freshest so. that fast food can be. It's still, exactly. It's still just regular fast food. I try to tell these East Coast. I'm from I'm from uh, Covina, California, so just outside. Oh, so you know, okay. I- I I was just at home and I ate in and out three times. And I was in there yep. ten days. I had it like three times. I just try to tell people at the end of the day, it's just a burger. And Vic, our guest right. last week, was saying it's always an eight. You can count on it. It's always an eight. Yep. So, yep. Now here, here here's my thing. I didn't get to explain myself last week. Yeah, w- w- us East Coasters are judged for the expectations that we have going to have in and out. But where do we get the expectations from? You LA people who come <laughs> to the East Coast and talk about how great this burger is. I, I would go there expecting nothing if y'all didn't come like in and out, in and out. Y'all swear by it. Y'all act like it's golden. It can't do no wrong. Oh so, you know, I'm, I'm planning a trip to L.A. soon, and I'm going to give it another fish, it. fair shake. You know, hopefully my, my expectations are quelled. Maybe they're so low now. Like, you, you either go up or I'm, I'm just done. I'm Like, this will be my third time having it. I'm not giving it another chance. At it. We go. Hopefully. Wait, I, so what did you like? What was the issue? I just, it, it, it kind of just tastes like a basic burger to me. And like the fries were not good. Now I got that. Did the, you get the onions? I like did. I did. Okay. Yeah. And and the second time I tried it, I I, I got like the wild style or whatever. And, yeah, yeah. And, animal style. and animal style. And like the, the fries with all the fixings, like the super greasy, animal all like, fries. but it was, it, it was just too much. I was like, why do I need all this to, to, for the fries to be good? I should just enjoy the fry itself. Why, you got, why do I need all these fixings? Oh, I mean, I don't. I mean, McDonald's. If you want fries, McDonald's. I feel like is where the, the best. Top tier. No fat. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. That's just what you want. But it's yeah. like, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's mm-hmm. the the line. I mean, it speaks for itself. Like, there's a, always a crazy line. That's true. That's true. She gets That's it. True. I don't know. I'm from I, New York. I'm from New York, though, for the record. So oh, I'm not okay. saying that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. And there's a lot of people who move to LA and like I, I think they just get conditioned or like they get hypnosis <laughs> by it. I don't know what it is. <laughs> but enough on the in and out. Lastly, key lime or apple pie. Apple pie all the way. Mm. Ain't nothing better than hot apple pie with some vanilla ice cream. Ooh. Yeah, and it just and it's just mm-hmm. melting in and just yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Love that. I like key lime yeah. too, but apple pie. Yeah. Is, you know, it's too it's too crazy. Yeah, key lime's good. Yeah. It's it's oh, very yeah. underrated. Very underrated. It's good mm-hmm. stuff. It is good. 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 Well, is. This this was our very hungry section of stay busy. Let's get into the chat. So uh, first, Silk Sonic announced that they have a Las Vegas residency starting in february thoughts on this talia and nick i mean i think it's pretty crazy i think like it's it's i mean good for 
Anderson, I guess. Right. <laughs> not to not to be shady, but just like oh, it's you know Bruno obviously could do this any day of the week, and uh, and right. so I mean it's I, I guess good for them, and I think it's something probably that look at the music's cool, it, you know it 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 hits that uh, you know it's, my mom likes it, and <laughs> uh, you know I think that's good. That's like what Vegas is, right? Mm-hmm. It's like that type of stuff. It's a family friendly show. It's giving a little shade, though, Talia. Yeah, it's like, a little. I'm sorry, I can't help shade. myself. So, like, no, let's. I have to bring, <laughs> shade. bring the sun out on the shade. Like, why is so, where's the shade coming from? I mean, work? look, it's Vegas residencies. Like, that's what you. If you're in the like, that's where the money's at, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like a big deal. And like, mm-hmm. like, t- like the news of Adele. I don't know if you guys heard Adele like postponed her residency yesterday like the day before it was supposed to start today yeah. and like that's like crazy because her residency was like you know over over 100 million dollars i think so oh, it's like uh it's pretty crazy so no i think it's a big it's a huge look for them yeah um and maybe more of a statement too about what vegas is trying to do and trying to bring in more like i mean i guess that's probably like diverse for them because vegas is like you know yeah, yeah. So actually, Talia, I'm curious about your thoughts on, for Anderson, you said, you know, like, this is a good look for him, right? Bruno's kind of- You guys, you guys are going to get me in trouble. T.E. said it. That was <laughs> um, how do you feel about, this? for me, it was like, oh, this is kind of early. I think of Vegas residency as like a comeback situation. Like, that's like when you reach that level, that icon status, then you get it. And you for sure like, it's like how you ride out the back nine of your career to me for mind. sure so what are your thoughts on it feels early for anderson it definitely i mean it feels early for that project in general yeah, like, exactly like yeah. they, how many i guess they put out an album right the, yeah the album november um but still like that's fresh i mean i think that's cool i think it's really cool for vegas like i think mm-hmm. you go like i was gonna go with a with a bunch of girlfriends for a weekend and we we're like what are the shows you know what should we see and it was mm-hmm. like Adele or Katy Perry and you know and then obviously like all the DJ stuff right. um if you're not trying to go to the club and you want to go see a show it's a very specific thing like like not like a party show right yeah. so it's it's a you know I think it's cool I think clearly Vegas is trying to like get with it a little bit and uh you know kind of get with the times a bit so mm-hmm. can't can't complain no, but yeah it's definitely it's definitely a big like Anderson couldn't probably wouldn't be able, wouldn't be able to do a residency on his own. Yeah. Yeah. At this I, stage, at this stage, yeah. That's, that, that's what I interpreted your comment is it's like Bruno Anderson star power is just, it's, it, it's just a different levels. And again, it's not shade to Anderson. I'm a big fan of Anderson fan. He's incredible. 100. But what, yeah. But what, what Bruno's done commercially, like over the course of his career, it's just like he, he could do it by himself really at any time. So for him to do it for Anderson, it's, it's dope. It's dope. It's really dope to see. And it could, that could have been part of it too. It could have been like, Oh, we've been trying to get Bruno for years. We couldn't get Bruno. Didn't want to do it, but this is a way to get Bruno. Right. To there that point, I feel like this is where the music would best live at the same time. Like mm-hmm. in this sort of mm-hmm. Vegas residency feeling too. So yeah. Totally. I, I also, it, it also is- some, some insidery information. I'm completely making this up. This may not be, <laughs> at all the case but Adele and Bruno have the same agent so it could have been like a, a, a negotiation mm. thing okay uh, so. I'm making that up completely but it's <laughs> you know, reasonable. Could've, could've been a thing. right 
right. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Um, so we spoke a few weeks ago about the Grammys being rescheduled. We were kind of speculating, like, are they going to do it in June? Summer Grammys could be cool. They officially locked in on a date April 3rd in Las Vegas at the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and they'll be playing on CBS. Thoughts on this? Vegas just getting everything. Vegas, <laughs> Vegas got it. <laughs> so when we were prepping for that, I was like, Vegas is getting everything now. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to, like, do something over there. So mm-hmm. we, we've been we've been talking about it a ton in my office, actually. Like, I wonder if it's like COVID shit, maybe mm-hmm. that like they have the regulations are like a little looser there than they would be in L.A. or New York, you know, because mm-hmm. they've been open this whole time. But um, so I wonder if it's that or just like, I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. they have like the hotels and the capacity to like put people up easily. So yeah, do it, yeah. who yeah. knows? Obviously a very, very fun place to visit, of course. Lots to do, lots of nightlife and all that. So <laughs> it should, yes. be, should be a pretty fun time for everyone who attends. Um, so, yeah, that's that's exciting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, so uh, an interesting story report, and I, I don't know necessarily if this has been verified. I don't know if it was just one of those hip-hop accounts just making it up. But it has been reported that Jay-Z and Meek Mill are attempting to pass a law that will not allow rap lyrics to be used in court cases. What are our thoughts on this? Ooh initial reaction i had i heard something about this but I'll, I'll give it to talia i actually didn't hear about this that's so interesting mm-hmm. um i mean i understand i understand both sides of it i guess uh but i don't know why rap lyrics would be different than anything else so it's right. uh but i it's you know it's art and it's mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like reflective of real life so you don't want that mm-hmm. to be held against you if you're you know, talking shit about somebody else and mm-hmm. shit, right. shit goes down. You don't want that to, to, you know, be held against you right. in a court of law or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. That's, that's pretty intense. That is intense. No, I heard something about like that. It's actually, they're not attempting to pass a law, but that the law has already been like, people have put forth the bill. I forget how the government system mm-hmm. works. So forgive me, mm-hmm. but they have basically like, they signed a letter of like, um, they're like in agreement with this bill or this proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't think that it was them like spearheading the effort. It was them just mm-hmm. like, oh, jumping gotcha. on and saying like, gotcha. Hey, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I heard when I, I saw this. Bill. I that like, makes sense. No way. But, Cause I don't think, I don't think Hove is, uh, is concerned with that type of shit anymore. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. Problems. Yeah. 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 It's, it's interesting though. Cause I've seen a lot of the feedback on it and kind of similar to what you said, Talia, it's like, you know, music is storytelling. A lot of these artists are reflecting their, their realities. You know, we've seen situation with like, you know, YNW Melly where like in his court case for murder, he's literally got a song murder on my mind where he tells the story of like what he actually did to his friends. And that that's part of what, you know, got him caught up and, I think Pusheisty as well. He's got lyrics and Six Nine, of course, and you know a bunch of different people have gotten have self incriminated themselves by telling their story. But then there's the other side where like artists are storytelling, but not necessarily reflecting their realities, and things Completely. can still be used against them. So it's a really interesting thing to kind of uh, to navigate and see. So I, I, I'm interested in how it ultimately plays out. Um, but uh, I also wonder what like the precedent is for that because like if you write like in other mediums, you know, cause it's not just rap. Like if somebody mm-hmm. was gonna like, if there was like a paint, I'm making this up, but if somebody like painted something or I can't imagine, like that seems like that would definitely be held against them mm-hmm. in court. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, this could potentially, well, not, not necessarily be a slippery slope, but I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just interesting. It's very interesting nav- waters to navigate. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, getting into some numbers, some, some Billboard 200 numbers. 
Uh, pleasantly surprising for those who are big fans of Gunna, but Gunna beat out the weekend for the number one spot on the Billboard 200 albums list. Um, and th- there was a lot of conversation going into this. The projections came out and Gunna was real close to the weekend. And obviously, you know, weekend, he's, he's a major pop star at this point, global, like, uh, almost an icon. And his rollout for Don FM was kind of non-existent. You know, we saw with After Hours, there was a big rollout with that, with that Starboy. Like, typically, the weekend is giving you a lot leading into something. With Don FM, it was really just take my breath drop a couple months ago. And then he gave us a track list, gave us a couple videos and he put it out. And um, uh, J- J5, who, who we had a couple couple months ago, he said, you know, this is kind of like a heat check album for the weekend. It was like the weekend just seeing ha- how well he could do without putting a lot in, into the promotion. And we see Gunna with like Push and P being this huge viral moment, this big hit. And then finally, you know, he drops uh, Pussy Power, Drake on the album, and Gunna, Gunna just typically does pretty well commercially. To see Gunna beat out the weekend for the number one spot is a it's a pretty big deal. So you know, salute to him. How, how, how do you guys feel about that? Do you guys feel like the weekend kind of mismanaged the rollout? I mean, it was I was it was pretty crazy. A lot, like honestly, I've talked so many people brought it up to me, and friends of mine who work at at both of their labels too have been like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of. Well, I think everyone's been surprised. Uh, mm-hmm. But and also like I think the Gunna album like with the Drake feature and stuff like that's gonna have legs mm-hmm. and yeah. um, I know that you know they're the the weekends that now they're working on other stuff to kind of continue mm-hmm. continue mm-hmm. the rollout um, and uh, yeah I've heard heard about a bunch of stuff that they're they're putting together but it's uh, but yeah no it's super surprising and I guess the weekend I guess it's a different path I guess the weekend they're gonna work it at radio they'll do. Mm-hmm you know, all that, but they also released, you know, it was kind of all at once. And I haven't really seen a lot, like, I haven't seen the songs much past that. Mm, yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of conversation about Dawn FM in comparison to past weekend albums, not necessarily having that hit, like take my breath, take my breath was synced for a WWE pay-per-view. Um, yeah, sure. I think it's been in a few commercials, but um, you know, I, I really liking the album. I, I myself have been like, you know, what would be the thing that catches on? I think Out of Time is an obvious song that could do well yeah, on, yeah. On, on radio, rhythmic radio. Um, and yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about the rest of it. I mean, I, I really like that. There's a lot of songs I really like on it. But thinking beyond my preferences, I'm like, you know, what can I see? you know, playing in a Super Bowl commercial or playing, you know, elsewhere? Like, I, I don't know. And I, I don't think that's necessarily something that works against the album but it's just you know typically a weekend album there are things that that catch blinding lights heartless and um uh a couple other songs uh save your tears from after hours all all went crazy starboy starboy went crazy like it's just he typically makes music that lives that transcends just our listening experience but it kind of exists within within society so um it's true it's i'm sorry to interrupt you no No, you're good i was just gonna i was just gonna say I remember when he did all that stuff with like the bandages on his face too, mm-hmm. and that whole thing. And I, I was sort of waiting for a moment for it all to be tied together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he like had, he looked like he had like the plastic surgery face at one point too. Yeah. And I'm like, but it never really like added up to anything. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of like waiting for like a big reveal or a big something. And then his album <laughs> cover, you know, even with him like looking old, I'm, I'm sort of like, I don't know what, like just what vibes. does it mean <laughs> yeah, yeah just vibes exactly. i think it was just vibes no yeah it's yeah. funny i feel like this whole thing is is more of a testament to gonna doing well as opposed to the weekend doing poorly. 100 yeah um, just because it's the weekend it's going to be nuclear numbers every time you know mm-hmm. 
Um, so all of that, you know, all of that to say, yeah, I think just it just showed how you know, gun is pee. I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, <laughs> Pushing pee, crazy. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, this this was like the weekend's lowest first week too in quite some time. Because Beauty Behind the Madness went crazy, yeah. Starboy went crazy. Like it's it was it was definitely definitely interesting to see. So, um, and it looks yeah. like Gunna Gunna's gonna beat him for the number one spot in, in week two as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. We'll, we'll see about that. But finally, to get into some new music, pretty low key release weekend. It's like we we've kind of yeah. gotten we started off hot with Gunna in the weekend, <laughs> and then last week we got Corday and Earl Sweatshirt. This week there's Personally, for me, there was no album that I was really checking for, um, yeah. but we did get some some cool singles. So uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Young Blue featuring Neo, Walk Through Fire, Piano Ballad, Wedding Music. Um, <laughs> hearing the snippet, <laughs> I, I, I love the snippet. So, uh, you know, hearing the actual song, I wasn't really disappointed. The only thing, there's a weird part at the end where like Young Blue repeats like Walk Through Fire. And it's just kind of like, I feel like you could have just let the beat breathe a little bit and then we'll run back the hook but apart from that I, I thought the song was really great um I'm, I'm i'm big on young blue i'm big i'm neo's mom my r&b goat so like they really can't do wrong how'd y'all feel about it i mean it's i was i was happy to hear i was happy to see neo's name you know mm-hmm. just generally yeah. and mm-hmm. uh you know it's been a minute probably for me but no it was cool we were joking over here that like i like i bet when they were making the record there's some version of this record that has like big trap drums in it and then <laughs> yes. probably, like the engineer like accidentally muted it and then they were like wait we should <laughs> and right. then that kind of like became the record and but also like we like that's a lot of stuff that that we talk about here is that like i think sometimes greatness in music comes not from adding stuff but from taking stuff away mm-hmm. she, knows, she so gets it it's yeah. uh but no it's beautiful it's a beautiful record yeah Hundred percent. Nick Early. <laughs> I, you know, what's funny. I, I'll be honest. I didn't get to hear it, but I, mm. I can. I will run it back, and we'll do a responsible revisit next episode. Okay. But from which y'all it's what have you said, imagine it to yeah, be. from which yeah. y'all have said, it, imagine. Tali, would you walk down the aisle to it? Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. But I feel yeah. like you cool. I feel like you would do an unconventional walking down the aisle. I don't know if you're married <laughs> yeah. already, but yeah. Yeah. I, I feel married, like you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I feel like you did like an unconventional walking down the aisle. <laughs> Yeah, we didn't, we didn't do anything normal, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Uh, we heard from Sabrina Claudia for what the, what I think was the first time in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, she dropped a record, Put On Repeat. Uh, how'd you feel about it? Um, I mean, she literally, the yes. song is Put On Repeat, and that is on repeat for the entire song. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, it's cool. It's cool. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think, you know, it really, like the lyric really goes with the production and it's, you know, it, it's really like you're kind of in the zone when you're listening to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Something you expect. I think she had to go for like low hanging fruit, I think coming back from this whole debacle that, I mean, yeah. Cause it was, you know, people brought up the, the old Twitter messages for those who don't know, listeners who don't know. She had some controversy. Uh, there were some comments said um, from way back when on Twitter, I believe, where she was disparaging black women. And whoa, uh, really? Yes. Yep. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she had a she had a oh, quick had no cancellation idea. there from Ooh. a lot of people. Yeah. So she had a little quick cancellation. Uh, she was picking up steam for sure too. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they they uncovered that. that, and uh, she was quiet, very quiet. Uh, I think that happened around what 2019, late 2019, early 2018, 2019 ish. Okay, yeah. yeah. 
because uh, you know, I think it was after the Sir feature, though, maybe because she was Sir, you know, Chasing Summer is 2019, but yeah, um, I love that record, but anyways, mm-hmm. um, she wasn't big enough to be your, your, you know, um, your toxic fave, <laughs> so <laughs> people gladly, gladly canceled her. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, yeah she has yeah. to go for low hanging fruit to kind of ease her way back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a very meta concept put on repeat. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was cool. It's cool. I, I, it wasn't like amazing to me. Like, yeah. I, did, I, yeah. I did I didn't put it on repeat, but you know, it was good. It was good. Um, <laughs> the biggest talk of this weekend, we got a Ugh. record called "Lick" by is it Shensi? Shensi? Yeah, Shensi. Featuring Megan Thee Stallion, there's been a lot of discussion about this. A very, um, a very uh, expressive music video, expressive <laughs> for for lack of a better word. Um, I think the song was cool. I I, I like Shensi. I've, I've been checking her stuff out for the last few months, um, and I, I thought Megan's Megan's verse was was cool as well. The, and it's kind of the thing I talked about when Megan's debut album Good News came out. She's got a great flow a great rap voice, a great yes. energy and spirit. Mm-hmm. Lyrically for me though, it's still just like, it's, it's, it's not there. It, it's just not there. It's, it's, it's predictable lines, crack it like a crab leg, suck it out. It's just like stuff like that. I'm just like, <laughs> and, and you know, the, the, the big thing with Megan, I, I don't know if I'm going to open up a can of worms, but people, there's a lot of people who, who critique her and they don't critique the music. Do they critique how she dresses, how, sure. she, how right, she shows right, her body right. off, which I think is lame. Like, let her cook if she wants to do that and she's getting popular off that and she's comfortable on that do that for me it's always just the music and i think the, the way she started uh you know her her, her her early stuff was great and for me it's she's kind of declined a little bit so it's, yeah. it's kind of like sure. uh, i yeah. you know I'm, I'm not as excited to see her name pop up as i was back in the day so i think mm-hmm. you know whatever she does next i know she dropped like an ep uh, a couple months ago and it doesn't really seem like it's made too much noise. It's like, bro, at one yeah. point, she was one of the biggest things in, in rap. Like, she was everywhere. Everyone loved her. She was, people were crowning her. She collected her, she collected her Infinity Stones, Beyonce, uh, Cardi, Nikki. It's just like, she was untouchable at one point. And now it's kind of like, we're kind of over that hump and seeing what could be reality. So I've I've talked a bunch ooh, of people. brutal. <laughs> Brutal. No, I mean, I think she, look, I, I, I think she's kind of like the ludicrous of our generation, of this mm-hmm. generation. Like, it's like very, I always joke that ludicrous is rap music that white people can rap along to. And so <laughs> I feel like she's kind of like that in her, I mean, maybe she's a little like less so, but, but it's, you know, I, I think her, I, I love her flow. I love what she represents. I think the video is like nasty. I love that they, mm-hmm. uh, that they literally have a like the brand deals are so transparent they're like laying on a credit a visa credit card and then <laughs> they're like holding some sex toy and literally in the description it's like linked to the song linked to buy the sex toys in the description like wow. i was like well i didn't even know what it was i didn't even know what the company was called and i clicked it i was like oh got it <laughs> but uh it's uh but no i mean honestly i support her i think like like i think it's so cool to have like uh, finally like a black female rapper you know like first time in a long time probably first time since nikki i guess mm-hmm. is that right maybe mm-hmm. um cardi cardi too cardi. oh cardi sorry yeah she, she, she's yeah. pop though she's kind of popish leaning pop i think sort. like yeah but i guess it's like it's just cool to have someone like her be you know as big as she is i, I think you're right that like the newer stuff isn't hitting as hard but mm-hmm. um i'm sure she'll come with some with some heat mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Nick Early. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, I so for Talia, I'm Jamaican, so I'm I'm I, I'm always you know rooting for my people to do something great. Shensi, I I wasn't feeling it. I just didn't feel the whole record at all. Yeah. I it was it was very like Megan. We've heard this. How many times are we gonna hear this? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you know, people. I I saw because a lot of the backlash was saying, okay, girl, like at this point, you know, we get it. We get it. You a bad. You you a baddie. Like you you pop it. You do your thing. Like we get that. Can you please tell us about your degree? Like tell us about <laughs> the people literally were saying that. Like tell us about the degree. Tell us about you know uh, you beating this. You know uh, the whole yeah, Tory situation. Sure. Talk about anything, literally anything, but always you know um, the same topics that she's always talking about. So it's like no, you're right. She's I guess she's kind of like playing it safe. Exactly. Like it she's feels not, like she's not getting into the real stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's like okay, we hit a plateau. We we cooked on a few records. Okay, we got it. We got it. We got it. All right, now when are we when are we going up? When are we going up right. here? You know, um, so I think it's that point. Or I think she needs to lock in with like a producer, or maybe two producers, yeah. and just like try to really crank out a a project. Um, it can still be fun, big commercial music, but I think it's just got to go somewhere. More. Yeah, for sure, I feel that. Yeah, you've got to infuse that that storytelling. That's what takes it to the next level. Like one of my favorite things about Cardi's album Invasion of Privacy she started off the intro get up 10 where she's talking about her come up like people doubting her like you know she had to strip back in the day it was like to start an album like that coming off of her big singles Bodak Yellow Drip um, Be Careful all that it was like you know people might have expected Cardi to really only be pop type stuff and just fun stuff and then she gave us those types of stories and she's very she's just a very relatable person not that Meg isn't relatable but I think that's one thing that held good news back is we really only got the, the, the intro shots fired talking about Tori. And then it was kind of the same stuff. Like, you know, we want to see the artists we like level up, do different things. And, you Completely. know, you can only play it safe for so long and, you know, kind of keep the same wheel spinning before it's like, all right, like, do you want to buy a new tire or you just, you just going <laughs> to, you're going to ride them wheels out. So love Meg though, for sure. Naked tires, yeah. no tread. Yeah. <laughs> Treadless tires. Let's let's jump into our employee of the month. I want to give a big shout out to the guy, Devon Terrell. Um, as you know, singer, songwriter, owner of HMD Studio, co-host of the Need to Know Pod. I don't know if you guys have seen that um that TikTok challenge. It's like Stacy Ryan's got that uh the, the where she like opens up the verse on her song to don't text me, and then everyone is adding their own verses yeah, to I've it. Seen that. I've yeah, seen yeah. That. Um, so I've seen a lot of talented artists do it. Devon did one himself, and he, he's been killing those TikTok challenges and tiktok fun things like that so if, if y'all don't follow him it's d-e-v-v-o-n-t-e-r-r-e-l-l on tiktok you can check out all his content he's nice. hilarious and like i said last week he's equally talented so worth tapping into now let's jump into some tunes let's hear what, what we talking frank ocean what's up the best song wasn't the single but you weren't either Mm-hmm. All right. Back, so. <laughs> I say this. I've said this for the last like six episodes. Come back, please. We gotta, we gotta put like a sign on like a graphic, like come back, Frank. Every time the little, the little interlude plays, like <laughs> five hundred days without Frank. Like, right, right. Just keep adding numbers to it. <laughs> the tally, put a tally mark. Uh, but our guests, you know, we, we, we want to hear what, what record you brought for us to play for the slide next. What you got for us, Talia? I brought a record by Fam Lay, which is nice. uh, his record called Debeeper Record. And I think, I think Fam Lay in general is so underrated. 
And if for, for people who don't know, you know, he rolled with Pharrell and the Neptunes during like those early times. I think he always pick, like picked Pharrell's like weirdest beats to go to hop on. Um, and he had like a feature on the Clips album. And I think he's still on the creative team for Pharrell with at uh, other tone yeah or what yeah yeah i'm Um, one of them one of the two yeah (laughs) yeah one of the two um and uh yeah i just this this song is is incredible and kids probably don't even know what a beeper is but uh it's uh i'm i'm here for it all right let's let's tap in I'm in the VIP and they lighting up drugs I keep a four-fifth right down by my nuts See me on my two-way and I keep it blowing cuz Hit me on my beeper, hit me on my beeper Hit me on my beeper, hit me on my beeper We looking for the beige and the green and the diesel Hit me on my beeper, hit me on my beeper You want it, I got it, you need it, own it, you got it Come see it, hate it, they gotta compete with prices I doubt that they beat it Narcotics, you gotta come get it Straight money, gotta come with it Telling you now that my shit is bigger than knuckles or midgets. I care that for the nigga. I care that K-Cup. smokers on me, kill em. I get that paper. I got exotic, homie. I pop that purple, homie. That's how I got it, homie. I duck them tunnels, homie. Catch me on a night shift like the Commodore. You was about that bullshit. What you call me for? Watching my cash stack. I got the metal handy. I keep a knapsack full of the devil's candy. As long as I keep it in selling. Act like you keep it, you welling. Sick of that bullshit. You yelling hurt cause your people keep telling Know that you broke cause it's showing Suppose I had coke and you blowing You know I know niggas you own That was a giant <laughs> He was getting that off was giant. That was a giant He was getting off at the end It's that hilarious was... Yeah, yeah oh He's super gosh. talented I mean, he's uh, if, if you're out there, family We would love to put out your record Family, family Pull up to God mode mm-hmm. Yeah yeah. Femlay. How do you even spell Femlay? I'm it's just F A M dash L A Y. Oh yeah, okay. Femlay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that check was, out it, the video. It's, it was, it's pretty good. It was given like country weird Al for me. I don't know why. Like it was like <laughs> like a country version of it. Like just like my cousin in Memphis or something like that. Just giving me like the three six. Maybe like a record. three six. Uh, a weird Al. Like, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. You're just gonna have hit me on my beeper so I can. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. Now I gotta run it to get it, run mm-hmm. it again. So. <laughs> put, put it on repeat. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Do you know who produced that one? I don't. I mean, I assume it's the. Let's see. Assume it's the Neptunes, right? It was Someone in that camp. Probably yeah. So while mm-hmm. we do that, uh, I guess I can go. Yeah. Tally finds that. Yeah, yeah. Producer. Go ahead. I found this artist. Uh, really enjoyed. Just just stumbled upon this artist and found this this song that I really enjoyed. It's called "Good Love." My brother by the name of Otis Kane. Otis Kane featuring Cali Technus, produced by, I believe, Otis Kane. Let's hear it. I just want you. A little more time and a little more wine, my do. All the money in the world wouldn't change how I feel about you. How I feel about us. Good love, baby. We got good love, yeah. When I'm with you, I need losing control. No substitute for what your body can do. 
Otis, like his name, like his name needs to be Otis, you know, what I'm saying? It's, it's for that. And that's his stage name. It's not even his real name. His name, I forget his real name, but I think it's like Aaron Vasquez or something like that. But no. nah, Otis, we like Otis. Otis is 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 giving. giving. I like that smooth. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's dope. I definitely want to hear that out somewhere. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, I brought a record. Um, shout out to the Spotify algorithms once again. And I, I'd actually been hearing this guy's name a lot from a couple of my friends. I just never got the chance to tap in. And Spotify blessed me. So I brought Colorway by Destin Conrad, produced by Los Hendricks. That's the family. Uh, homeboys would not send. They both produced on Good Days. And then Louis Elastic. So let's jump into Colorway. Funny how we're not similar We make love anyway Mesh well I call away Mmm, I'm down Love me anyway We take well to each other like Call away Los's production. Yeah, man. Los, cool. very versatile. Very versatile. I love that. That's, that's some good R&B soul, man. P- p- people are so critical of this male R&B soul today. That's the Destin is one of them. That's uh, true. Uh, yeah. Um, in busy sessions, Eric mentioned him. That was one of the guys he mentioned. Destin Conrad, Fable. Um, so, yeah. I, I'm a big fan of Dustin. Really like his project. So, if y'all are not familiar with him, you can tap into him just like you can tap into all of our slides available on the Stay Busy Slide Deck playlist on all platforms. Hit the link tree in our IG bio. And if you would like a slide added to the deck, whether you are an artist or a fan and you want to put us on to some good music, let us know. Hit us at Stay Busy Pod on IG or Twitter or email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. We want to know who are some upcoming artists that we should be paying attention to in 2022. Now, speaking of artists, we are going to get into our conversation with our guest, co-founder of God Mode, Talia Alitzer. So let's, let's start from right from the beginning. You mentioned that you are uh, from New York. Well, where in New York did you grow up? I grew up in upstate New York, actually. Um, and mm. then uh, once I finished, I moved city. Uh, 
and uh, yeah, I lived there for for a while before I came to the dark side out here. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, not shade. I thought you were on my no, side. I, I I honestly love it here, and but I was like that type of New Yorker. I'm still back. I'm still like you know. Uh, I was like the kind of ride or die, but now I I don't know. I love LA. It's like mm. I feel embarrassed to say, but I should like whisper it. <laughs> no, you can love both. You can love both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I started out, uh, I grew up in the, in New York and then lived in the city for a while. Awesome. Awesome. Now talk to us about the family, your family dynamics a little bit, like, you know, um, whether you had siblings and like who, who in your family, you do think that you're most alike? Oh, that's a good question. I'm probably, I, I grew up, I have a younger sister, um, pretty, and that's a pretty small family. I'm probably most like my dad though, in a lot of ways, cause he's a, he's also an entrepreneur and uh kind of like a chill rational guy um which i like to think i'm chill and rational too but but yeah no and but i but i actually learned about music my mom was the one who uh who really you know he's a, a big 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 music fan and uh was you know, she's a was like a you know hippie from the from the 60s 70s that kind of <laughs> a lot of Michael Jackson and the Beatles and my mom used to like test me on like which Beatle was singing she would like quiz me as a kid oh, wow. uh so it was it was uh I, I got all that from her that's awesome were they uh was there like did anyone play music did anyone sing was that a thing at all or my parents did it I grew up I played uh I grew up playing the piano since I was a real little kid since I was like okay. four years old and then oh, I nice. played guitar for a bit I'm so jealous of kids now because like they get like they have their laptops, which like, I, I wish I could have been making beats as a kid, you know, but it just, right. that, it wasn't invented yet. So it's, uh, but yeah, kids have it so good now, They do, but they do. yeah. Um, but yeah, no, not, nobody else really played instruments in my family. So. So did you have aspirations of being, being an artist yourself or was it just something that you kind of did as a hobby? No, I did it. I just loved, I always loved music and I, it was something I did as a hobby and honestly, like, I don't know about for you guys, but like, I, I mean, I didn't grow up around anyone who worked in the entertainment, let alone music industry. Oh, wow. And I didn't even know that that was like a job a person could have. Mm. Like as a kid, I feel like as a kid, like, you know, you're like, you can be a doctor, you can be a, mm -hmm. a business person, you can be a lawyer, you can be a, you could work in advertising. But like, I didn't even, that was like the craziest thing I knew about. And wow. um, it wasn't until like, I was probably, in, I started like, you know, I was like fans of different artists and I started being like, oh, there's, I remember seeing the manager of an artist, like a local artist. And I was like, whoa, they have a manager. Like, I didn't even know, <laughs> like, it just didn't occur to me as like a teenager that like, that was the thing. And then I was like, that's what I want to be. Like, I, like whatever that work job is, like, I, that's what I want to do. Wow. That's beautiful. So yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't know about anything, but I figured it out along the way. So tell us, like, tell us about the story from the, how the career started. So you, you point, you said, I want to be a manager. And then where did you take from there? You started in the WME mailroom as I, at least, at least I think that's where you started, right? I did. Started, I did. Right. So just kind I, of bring us from there all the way to current day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, I, I should say this, like I had no connections to the business and I, what all I did, I like hustled my ass off to get the right internships and to like get in the mix that way. And then 
you know, those, most of those jobs, you hear about it a lot that it's like kids with connections or their parents or, you know, whatever, get that. And I had no connections and all I, I like spammed the shit out of them with my resume. (laughs) Like I mailed it. I like physically mailed it. I emailed it. I faxed it like any way I could possibly get it to them. I sent it to them and they somehow read my resume and, and, you know, called me in for an interview, but, um, but yeah, I worked there for, I, I started in the mailroom there, like classic story, mm-hmm. um, literally pushing a mail cart uh, and then uh, quickly got promoted and worked for uh, an agent named Sam Kirby, who is a big uh, agent. She does a lot of electronic stuff. She does uh, anyone from like, she does Alicia Keys to LCD sound system to Swedish house mafia to like MIA, uh, a whole, a whole range of stuff. And I was very lucky to, to have her as a first boss. She's kind of like my mentor in the business now. Um, and so I, I worked for her for a while. And then honestly, when I was, I was like 22, 23 working for her and we, I met my now business partner, Nick Sylvester, Mm -hmm. who is, he's like one of the OG guys from uh, a website called Pitchfork. If mm-hmm. anyone's familiar, Maybe. And yeah, I don't know. I'm Literally sure. we, we, we talk to young kids now sometimes and they have no idea what I'm saying. So wow. it's like, like, so I don't know. I, I, I don't assume anything anymore, but, um, but so he, he was like one of the OG guys there and was learning to produce music uh, under this guy, James Murphy, who's the lead singer of a band called LCD sound system. Mm-hmm. And um, we just started like putting out records as like, a reason to throw a party like mm, when we were like wow. you know young and wanted like that was like when the scene in new york was like really popping and uh so yeah we would just like put out records like as an excuse to throw another party and um kind of just had like a scene kind of happening in new york um and then i moved out to la to for the capital gig and basically there was an artist that sent us an unsolicited he just sent us like his random demo my, Nick happened to listen to it and he was like I don't know like this person's voice is super androgynous like I don't know who this is but whoever this is we got to work with them and we flew him out um, we l- ended up developing him Nick produced his music and we signed him to a, a label not our label we signed him to another label and we were acting as managers and working with another label it wasn't it's not even a knock on that specific label it's just working with labels in general can be really challenging because they have a very specific idea of what they yeah. think is important and mm-hmm. how they want to spend money. And they were saying to us, they're like, Hey, we got you this billboard in London. Like, isn't that great? And I'm like, like, that's cool. But like, what about like digital marketing? And like, what about, this is a, in like 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, what about this? What about Vine? What about like, right, right. Uh, and they, they were like looking at me like I had three heads. Like wow. it was like, <laughs> But he was the artist was like, he was recouped in his deal before the, before the record even came out, Wow, which is very unusual. And wow. good for him, which we were like, he did very well in sync stuff like TV and good. ad yes, stuff. Yes, yes, and yes. Um, we were just brings. like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, we were like, we should just be doing this ourselves. And so like, that was sort of like the catalyst to, to what we are today, which is like, we really think that every detail of an artist's career matters. So like, like down to like the artwork to the sound of the hi-hats to the like you know like to the how who the agents are to who like like creative decisions are business decisions and business decisions are creative decisions mm-hmm. and come on so we take that really really seriously and we we basically did that for other artists we did it for an artist named Yeji, channel trace jpeg mafia and we have some more now but it's 
it's we we work with very very few artists because we are so hands-on with what we do and we take like these are people's careers too like we like people don't talk about that a lot in our business like like this is somebody's life this is their whole career like we just take that responsibility very seriously wow you said it's so many great things that <laughs> people forget like that is it's someone's life <laughs> like this is someone's whole life this is their dream and they have entrusted you to help them cart that dream off into the sunset yeah <laughs> you know? yeah for sure. And also like for me, like I worked at, you know, I've worked at a lot of these big companies and particularly like in the major label system when I worked there, uh, it was, you know, their business model is really different. And like they, they kind of act like VCs now, like they just mm-hmm. kind of like throw money at stuff that's kind of already like something that's like blowing up on TikTok or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever the latest thing is, instead of actually like, si- like signing art- that artist a year earlier and putting in the work and, and actually developing it. And for me, it was like, like, if I'm going to look at numbers all day and see what's trending, like I would have been a banker and like, that's not why I work in music. And for me, it like, I love, I love making records. I love, like, Mm -hmm. love that creative process. That's the fun part. And like, of course, you know, it was, it was frustrating for me in that job because there were so many artists who I won't name right now, but like artists that have become very big artists that I wanted to sign, but they were like, no, because it wasn't, you know, the right, it, the data didn't say it in that way. So, wow. um, which is why we, like a big reason why we started the company. So. Yeah. And what, what was that, that transition like for you, you know, going from these big, these big companies to kind of getting your own thing started? Cause entrepreneurship can be scary. You're really taking that. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people won't, may not want to take a chance on you initially because name recognition, everyone's like, yo, do they have a verified check? What's their followers looking like? Yep. like who's on their roster, all that. So what was that transition like for you in the early stages and kind of to where you are now with, with God mode? I mean, it was honestly super scary. And we like ate peanut butter and jelly for a while. And, uh, oh, wow. yeah. you know, it was, it was scary also. Cause like, you know, I was used to emailing from that, like big, you know, you yeah. music email address and yeah. that has power. And I'm like, Oh, nobody's going to fuck with me now that I'm not working there. And, um, and some people don't, you know, and like, that's, that's part of it. But then, suddenly like I kind of just put my head down like you have to make a decision honestly to like Mm. put your head down and actually just do the work and Mm. then everything else follows and I now I still laugh now with people like that were more fickle in the beginning because like now when I have an artist that they want you know for x y and z they're oh hey how you doing like oh I miss Mm. you so much you know like (laughs) all that stuff and I'm Mm. but it's fine it's like you see you you see it for what it is and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's business but it's uh it's but yeah that was it was very scary in the beginning and I think um you know it was I guess I won't we weren't starting at zero zero when we first when I first quit because um this was my illegal side hustle for a minute while I was at Capitol um so like you do but uh it's so and I it was definitely not allowed in my contract and I definitely did it anyways and I would do it all over again the same way um so it's uh but yeah, so I didn't have like, you know, we weren't in trouble, but it was definitely uh, a big, big, big transition. Wow. Yeah. And so kind of like now you're at the point Grammy, Grammy nominated company. And it's, it's almost like you're going against the grain because a lot of people submit to these, these big labels. They feel like they have to go that route and you're kind of their competition for, for lack of a better word. So like, what's, what, I guess, how, what's that mean to you to be succeeding while not just giving in to what the system a lot of people feel like they have to give into the system like well what's that mean for you to really 
get something off the ground and be, be, you know, performing at the high level that you are? Well, look, I mean, I think there's a time and a place to, to work with the system. And I think that's important. And we do, we, some of our deals are with majors and it, but it just has to come at the right moment. And I think that's really important. So I'll say that as a, as a preface, but, um, but no, I mean, we, what's really interesting is like having, you know, we do deals with artists. We have moments where like an artist is blowing up and then we do a deal, but like the majors, like they, they don't know anything more than we do. And like, unless you're, you know, Megan the Stallion or, you know, a top, top artist, they're not spending that crazy money on you. And for every other artist, like we're spending the same amount of money as they are. So Mm. it's been cool to like, like, we're really, it feels like the wild west right now because they don't know anything more than we do. And it feels like anyone can, can really have a shot in having success. And, um, and so I think that's what feels most exciting right now to be able to do it on our terms and uh you know and and still have success that's beautiful i love that um i wanted to ask you so like how would i i, I went through the rabbit hole and i was looking at the artist the, the roster and yeah. i had a great time i just had a great time <laughs> i watched the jpeg nardwar that I, was I, I was gonna say i feel like you're gonna oh. get, i'm getting a jpeg a jpeg uh... <laughs> i loved it it was hilarious um, and, but I also just really loved, uh, love Leo. Like I really like mm-hmm. found the connection to, uh, his whole, everything like this, the cool. aesthetic, I, I felt that the, the top down approach, I felt that everything mattered. Everything was intentional, especially in the visuals. So I'm just curious, like, can just kind of speak a little bit to how you approach, you know, artist development and how you approach, you know, your roster and how you uh, assist them and how you, you know, be a resource to them. I mean, Leo is a really, really special kid and he is really, he's excellent at his visuals specifically. And he is really like, almost when he's writing the song, he already knows, he's already like storyboarded the video in his head. And so I, I can't take any credit for that with him. That's honestly all him. And he's very, um, you know, he, he, he's just a very visual person and how he, make stuff and so but yeah he's honestly like his story it's it's a very it's not one that I would have expected to come from us because of how what happened with him and basically like his first ever song that he put out called boyfriend yeah blew up on tiktok in december of 2019 and like every major label was throwing like bags of money at him like literally bags of money i had i'm not joking when i had said i have i had presidents of labels texting me the emoji of money bags. Um, wow. It was just one of those stupid situations. Wow. Uh, and so, because it was really like, I think he's a, he's actually a great example of like, there was the music and the visual matched perfectly with the music and the artwork. And even just like, should this be, should this be lowercase? Should this be capitalized? Like Ooh, yes. all of it, we get really granular with it. And even just how it was rolled out, like how he put up, you know, what the rollout plan was for how he launched it on TikTok and all of that we really, really deliberate with. But, you know, also just to say as a side note, like that doesn't mean it costs a lot of money. It just means you're really thoughtful about it. We made that music video for a thousand dollars. So it's like, and it's an incredible video, Um, but it's, but yeah. And then it blew up on TikTok and, and, you know, we, we did a, we, 
had a partnership with uh with republic Re republic records and um yeah he's a real he's a special kid wow that's amazing no i i immediately noticed it. there's a different level of intention here with yes. every detail um but as we speak about details anything so i'm an artist myself too so i kind of for this podcast i speak from an artist perspective i speak to artists as well so i'm curious you know when you're talking about being granular and getting into all the details mm -hmm. of every little thing how do you balance not overthinking and overcooking the food <laughs> how do you how do you balance that it's hard i mean i think sometimes you know we i think we struggle with this more with uh it's funny like nick and i joke that some of our that some of our favorite records and some of our most successful records were records that we probably not exaggerating had 50 plus versions of before mm, it was wow, done wow. but what all has almost always happened is we get through 50 versions of it and then we're like you know what version number two was the best mm, yeah. and it's i think sometimes like your initial instinct is correct and we're mm -hmm. pretty quick to uh you know call ourselves out on that and um you know we definitely i definitely drive nick crazy with mixes and, and <laughs> uh vice versa but i'm um, in with all of our artists um but it, no it can be hard i think sometimes you know look at the end of the day you're you are on a deadline and you are on a schedule so you have to there there is always a pencils down moment um i'm often the the bad guy telling everyone that it's pencils down moment but uh but it's it's I, I guess we don't usually have that problem. We usually know it when we see it, where we're like, right. okay, this is this is the thing. And, right. uh, and you know, it's like, it's time. And if it's, you know, there, sometimes if a song's not ready, like there's a Channel Trace song that's coming that the hook from that song we've had for like a year and a half. And right. it just right. wasn't right. time. And it wasn't, we, we kind of didn't know where it was going to fit in. And now it's like, oh, this is it. So. Love it. I love to hear that. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have to really, trust the instinct so as you put the the details you put the work in to where you know that you know that you know when you feel it it's like you're just waiting for oh there it is i feel that now I'm exactly yeah. like to, so. to use channel trace as an example like he before he was working with us he had never ever he his his music is kind of like like dance music like chicago yeah. house dance producer music. yeah Love and it. he before he was working with us he had never ever put his vocals on a record before mm. and mind you his voice like his speaking voice, he sounds like Barry White. Like he has that like <laughs> deep, like beautiful Rich voice. Tone, yeah. 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 And he, but he had never, like, he's going to make millions of dollars when you're like doing voiceover work, you know, for like right, right, a cartoon. Right. But he's like, he had never put his voice on a record. And so he comes in, he works with Nick, and Nick was like, oh my God, like your voice, like that's what this should be. You should be making mm -hmm. Chicago house music. And like they made one of his biggest songs like on day two of working together just because it clicked. Wow. And I think sometimes something we say a lot here is like oftentimes artists don't know what's the most special thing about themselves. And mm. it's our job to just like shine a light on it and to make that as clear as possible to the world. Mm. Mm. Talk about it. Talk about it. I'm writing these down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just talking. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the proof is in the pudding. Um, but what is your what's your biggest advice, I guess, to to people who are in your position working with artists, but then also to artists in terms of their own development? Like, where do you think people go wrong with with developing themselves or developing an artist? Um, I guess to start with the from from an artist perspective, I'll start there. I think 
it can be really overwhelming to be a new artist and to be like, oh my God, how I want to be, I want to be like Kanye. I want to be like this, but how, but how do I get there? And I think, you know, something that we even think about with some of our bigger artists and a new release, it's like, how do we, how do you find your first 10 fans, literally 10 mm. and think about it that way. And like, how do I get 10 people on board to fucking with my stuff? And cause you can wrap your head around that. And then it's like, okay. And then it really makes you ask all the right questions. Like, who are those people? Like, are they, are they men? Are they women? Or how old are they? Like, are they like, where do they live? You know, all, all of those sorts of things. And then you can really hone in on that. And then that can grow. Then you're like, okay, how do I find another 20 people? And that really can grow exponentially very quickly because, you know, building an artist is really like, you know, not for every type of music, but for a lot of the music that I work with, it's, it's really about building community and it's about finding your, you know, the people who will also be into this. And so you're really, you, if you think about it that way, I think that that feels more attainable. Um, and then I guess from the executive perspective, um, I think one thing, you know, people underestimate is like, just, I mean, everyone knows networking is important, but I think mo like more specifically, networking with people who are in the same like place as you is very, very, very important. Like I look back to all of my friends from when I was in the mailroom at WME, you know, however many years ago, and all those people are doing crazy things. Like one of yes. them is Post Malone's agent. One of them is managing uh, Uzi. One of them is managing uh, Chrissy Teigen. One of them is like, everyone's doing crazy things. And you just, you help each other as you, cause you're all growing together. And it's, uh, it's really like, I think that is really, really important just to like really bond with the people that you're coming up with and, and, you know, put in like, those are going to be your people forever. And I could call any one of those people, like I've known them, you know, for so long. I could be like, mm -hmm. Hey, I need help with this. They'll be like, I got you, you know, cause you have such an old, an old connection with them. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and then that's really important. So I want to ask you, what are three words you would use to describe God mode? And that, that could be just from any level, from the artist to you and Nick's relationship to anything. How were the three words you would use to describe God mode? I don't know if this is cheating because it's not, it's a, it's a phrase, but it is three words. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I would say small, but mighty. Mm. Small, but mighty. We love that. I don't know if that's cheating, but no, it's no, it's not cheating. I think <laughs> okay. I think that that is indicative of what you've done. I mean, given you know Leo's situation with the boyfriend going number one on Spotify and just like the this the things that you have done with the artists that you have who are very I would say very dialed in to who mm -hmm. their their communities are. I wouldn't even call them small artists. I wouldn't call them independent artists. People don't understand like if you're an artist that has engaged community you can eat and like yep. bank account can have commas <laughs> and you can yep. still go to the grocery store and live your life <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be at these crazy levels but that's just i think one thing that really um resonated with me when i was doing the research and preparing for this is just like wow they're like they're like really doing it and they're just doing it at their own pace their own way their own style so i just wanted to say uh, you know shout out to y'all and, and everything that you're doing and giving you your respect and your propers here are your roses if no one's giving you your roses yet you know um, <laughs> just giving them that for for doing the amazing things you're all doing for artists so i love that no i appreciate that i appreciate that no i think just to echo what you said i think the business is really different than what it used to be that like there are 
like I work with an artist named JPEG Mafia who he's like a like an alternative rapper and or an experiment whatever you want to call him um and he he's not on you know rap radio stations but he has a massive massive following and a massive business because his fans are obsessed and it's like it's like off it's like out of the mainstream but it's massive but also like Tyler used to be out of the mainstream and now he is the mainstream. And so I think exactly. it's a really different landscape than what it was. And so, you know, you don't have to be a certain thing to, to have success. Yeah. Things have definitely opened up with, you know, the, the advancements of technology and social media and all that. Like, I, th- I just think it's so crazy back in the day, like radio was really how you found out about artists. You had to be on forums or blogs. And now it's like, you could be on, on IG and you could be hip to an artist in Nebraska just because, you know, th- th- their reel comes across your explore page or, or your yeah. Spotify algorithms. Like, you know, we're kind of being given the stuff rather than us having to seek it out back in the LimeWire and, and the Casa days and yeah, all for that. Sure. So, for sure. So, oh, I haven't heard that in a minute. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's really cool. There's a lot of things for artists to uh, to take advantage of. And you know, I'm glad we we're, we're, we're able to have you here to speak to that now lastly to close off you know you spoke a bit earlier about how god mode's got a small roster because you guys have a very holistic approach to everything that you're doing you know would you be looking to take on anyone else if the situation was right and just generally what's what's next for god mode always always looking for artists that's never never not looking um it you know we it we always say it has to be the right fit for for the artist as much as it has to be the right fit for us it's a it's a really big decision but um always looking and no i think we're just looking to uh you know i think the, this next year particularly for channel trace is going to be a really big one for him um he's he's really he's got some we got some very exciting music in the bag and he's playing all the festivals and doing all the things so i'm, I'm very mm-hmm. excited for for that year with him and then i think we uh we're also looking specifically to really grow the label so um for, for a lot of the artists, I, you know, I manage them and label some artists or just management and I'm looking to, we're looking to specifically grow the label side. Um, so I'm really, I'm really excited for that. Awesome. Incredible. Incredible. Well, thank you again so much for giving us your time, your insight, for hearing your story. There is something in whether you're an artist, someone to be an exec, someone who just loves music and loves to learn. There is something for all of you within this conversation. So make sure that you tap and make sure you follow God Mode at God Mode underscore music on Instagram. See everything that they're doing. 2022 is going to be big for them, just like it's going to be big for us. Tali, again, thank you so much for, for your time and your insight. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Of course, of Love course. You. So may, uh, thank y'all for tapping in as well. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can see us glowing on Zoom. Stay busy nationwide. We're doing the thing. It is Armand, uh, the real Armand Sadler, not the underscores, not the Sadler Armand. Here with the guy, <laughs> Nick Early, Kombucha King that makes your heart sing. And we had our incredible guest, Talia Alitzer here. We want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, and stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy Taking time, getting right if you miss me Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling?
right if you miss me I've been out in the world staying busy